freedom, man. That's what it's all about. You've got to groove on freedom, like the good book says. listening to what on earth is happening this show will discuss the topics of human consciousness mind control natural law the occult and all issues that affect the freedom of the people of earth what on earth is happening will endeavor to shine light upon the darkness of our world and to offer empowering solutions to the problems we face as humanity approaches its critical moment of choice. And now, here is your host, Mark Passio. Welcome one and all, you're listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio, my website, whatonearthishappening.com. Today is Monday, January 11th, 2016, and this is the first What on Earth is Happening podcast of the year. This is podcast number 196. I didn't do a podcast last week uh, because, um, well, it's actually an an interesting story. Uh, Two weeks ago, my podcast was on physical health and the importance of physical health when it comes to combating the uh, current immoral system of slavery that humanity is living in. But uh, I did not uh, ultimately get to doing a, uh, a show last week because I uh, had to visit a uh, sick relative in the hospital who has not been taking too uh, well care of themselves in their own physical condition. Uh, and um, that uh, you know led to me having to spend some time last week um, uh, going and visiting them. Hopefully, the person will turn around their ingrained habitual behavior when it comes to uh, choosing the wrong things to put into their body and not putting the right things into their body. But you know, as we all know, old habits die hard. So we have a great show lined up for you here today, though. Um, I'm going to be getting into talking about more issues related to the topics of self-defense, rebellion, and courage. And this is going to be an ongoing theme of uh, this show as we move forward. Uh, Certainly other topics will be revisited and new topics will be introduced, but this is something that I think people really have to get through their head and a lot of people still don't have it have an understanding or a grasp of it because they're too right-brained. Many people will insist that I'm too left-brained because uh, I talk about these issues. Uh, I would definitely take exception to that because I think the sacred feminine dynamic of care for truth and care for freedom is what drives the dynamic of self-defense and and true courage. So this is what I'll be getting into um, and also discussing some, uh, 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 discussing those topics in light of some uh, 
worldly events that are currently taking place uh, as uh, as we speak. So that's coming up on this edition of What on Earth is Happening. I want to uh, do some housekeeping and uh, some event um, announcements right now. The Free Your Mind 4 conference, of course, coming up in April of this year. The Free Your Mind 4 conference, a conference on consciousness, mind control, and the occult will be taking place April 15th, 16th, and 17th. That's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, April 15th through 17th, 2016, at the Sheraton Bucks County Hotel at 400 North Oxford Valley Road in Langhorne, Pennsylvania, just outside the city limits of Philadelphia. Free Your Mind returns to Philadelphia with a three-day conference featuring top-caliber whistleblowers and researchers from across the country who will shed light upon our world's problems and bring forward empowering solutions, spreading awareness on the topics of consciousness, mind control, subversive occult influences, holistic body, mind, spirit, health, and solution-oriented approaches to the problems humanity faces in these challenging times. The speaker list for Free Your Mind 4, Bob Tuscan, Kathy O'Brien, David Whitehead, Freeman, Jamie Hanshaw, Jay Parker, Janice Barcello, Jim Mars, John Vibes, Jordan Maxwell, Josie Wales, Ken Rolla, Laura Eisenhower, Mark Passio, Mark Phillips, Mary Sean Young, Max Egan, and Ross Ben. An all-weekend pass for the Free Your Mind 4 conference, $169.99. Individual day passes, $59.99. Tickets are available right now. Get them now. If you can make a donation to the conference, that's also very welcome. The website that you can get your tickets, freeyourmindconference.com. This is going to be the biggest event of its kind, certainly on the East Coast, probably in the whole country, probably in the whole world in 2016 freeyourmindconference.com. Don't miss it, ladies and gentlemen. Free Your Mind for April 15th, 16th, and 17th of this year. I will be giving a live all-day seminar along with Jay Parker. This will be called Demystifying the Occult Part 2, Satanism and the Dark Occult. A live all-day seminar by myself, Mark Passio, and my good friend, Jay Parker. This will be taking place Saturday, February 6th, 2016, from 12.30 p.m. to 9 o'clock p.m. at the Ethical Society of Philadelphia. The Ethical Society is located at 1906 Rittenhouse Square, Philadelphia, PA. The admission price is a $2240 cash donation, whatever the uh, attendee can afford to give. Uh, minimum cash donation asked for is $20. But if people can give more, um, you know, you can donate up to 40 if you are inclined to do so. There will be discounted parking available for this seminar demystifying the occult part 2 at Easy Parking, which is uh, just around the corner at 21st and Chestnut Streets in Philadelphia. What this seminar is going to be about is what the dark occult actually is and how it works. I gave a seminar about different occult traditions uh, last year, and uh, this one is going to specifically focus on dark occultism 
Satanism in particular. So the description is as follows. What is Satanism? What is dark occultism? How are they employed to control us? How can we defend ourselves against their methods of manipulation? In this seminar, I will discuss what Satanism really is versus what most people unfortunately still believe it to be. I'll outline the basic ideology of Satanism, the ideology which is running our society, and the ideology which is ultimately ruling this entire planet. I will explain the psychological mindset of the adherents of this dark religion called Satanism. And that mindset is such an integral part of the continuation, how that mindset is such a, an integral part of the continuation of human slavery. I will delve into the knowledge of how this old religion works in order for people to strengthen their own defense against its unholy influence in our society and in our lives. This is what Demystifying the Occult Part 2, Satanism and the Dark Occult, is going to be all about. Once again, uh, along with Jay Parker, I'll be giving this all-day seminar Saturday, February 6th. Uh, you can, um, it's uh, only at the door. Tickets can be purchased, no advance tickets. Plenty of space. Don't worry about running out of space. The, the room is a, a nice large room, so uh, it will accommodate everyone who will uh, come and attend this, this uh, all-day seminar. Um, it's an all-day from 1230 to 9 p.m. at the Ethical Society of Philadelphia. Once again, Saturday, February 6th. Really, really looking forward to this. Uh, of course, this is going to be hosted by Arthur Capozzi of Pattern Recognition Time, who also hosted Demystifying the Occult Part 1, and who also hosted my Natural Law Seminar a couple of years back. Uh, I will have uh, DVDs and t-shirts, both What on Earth is Happening um, DVDs, What on Earth is Happening t-shirts, and I will also have some Founders uh, merchandise, my band The Founders. I'll have t-shirts available uh, there as well. Uh, speaking of the founders, we will be playing my anarchist hardcore punk band, uh, the most extreme anarchist band in the world, uh, to my knowledge. Uh, we're called the founders, and we'll be playing Saturday, February 27th, 2016, at Connie's Rick Rack in South Philadelphia. Connie's is on the, just off the corner of um, 9th and Ellsworth Streets. The exact address is 1132 South 9th Street, Philadelphia, PA. So uh, we don't have other bands uh, yet. Um, we're looking for bands that would be appropriate for our style to uh, book on this bill. But we'll basically be headlining it, and um, it'll be our second full show. We'll be playing a full set. So come on out to check out the Founders if you're into freedom-minded music with a very powerful and positive message of freedom and anti-authoritarianism. Uh, once again, February 27th, Saturday night, uh, we'll be probably starting around 9 p.m., uh, so if you're into uh, good, uh, heavy, freedom-oriented music, come on out and check out my band, The Founders. We'll also have uh, t-shirts available there for the band. Uh, there are still What on Earth is Happening t-shirts uh, available. Uh, you could check that out on the website, whatonearthishappening.com. Clicking on the left-hand side, uh, the um, promo t-shirt still available for a donation. You could uh, click the button and find out how that works by emailing me. 
Also, there is a donation link on the left-hand side of the whatonearthishappening.com website. If you feel that you have received value from the information that I have shared uh, as part of What on Earth is Happening, please uh, do feel free to make a voluntary donation uh, so that I can continue to do this work long into the future. I want to thank Alex Avery of AuthenticNewsMedia.com. Uh, I did an interview, a video interview with him uh, this past week, and it is now up live on my website in the news section and in the recent news on the left-hand side of the site. I'm going to be covering some of the things that I talked about with him um, in that interview on this podcast today. I will also be interviewed by Joyce Riley of uh, the the famous radio show, The Power Hour. And I'll be on that show this Friday, January 15th at 9 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time. That's 8 a.m. Central Time. So um, you could check out a live interview uh, that Joyce Riley will be conducting with me this Friday, again, on The Power Hour, 9 a.m. Eastern Time. Um. The topic for discussion most likely will be order followers and the cult of ultimate evil that they are member, members of. And, um, you know, there's still so much, so many excuses that people give to order followers. You know, I'll just, I could actually even lead in uh, to this podcast with that. Uh, but just one other very brief point of housekeeping. Uh, also, I, I am still looking for kind of new topics to talk about on this show. I will be getting into the concept that I refer to as Maven targeting in a, a future show. I'll be covering um, preparedness. It's something I think is very important in the times we're living in and will becoming will become increasingly important as events move forward. Um, I'll be covering self-defense in the form of martial arts and bringing on a martial arts expert to talk about that as well. Um, I will be um, talking more about the dark occult and um, especially the influence that dark occultism had in the rise of Nazism and still has uh, uh, influence in the form of uh, Nazi ideology in our world today. So there are some topics that are coming in future shows. But I have asked for some uh, topics that people want to hear discussed uh, through Facebook. And um, we did receive a nice long list of topics that people want to uh, hear talked about. And I'll be considering them for future What on Earth is Happening show topics. Um, Regarding order followers, I still hear so much. And again, this is a good lead into what I want to talk about today because I want to get into... um, self-defense and gun control, and I want to get into the situation happening uh, with the uh, militia at the uh, Mahler Wildlife Refuge and that whole situation. Um, You know, I also want to briefly talk about, uh, toward the end of the podcast today, people who still think, you know, that uh, ISIS is the main problem that we face in the world today, you know, the radicalized form of Islam that the United States created uh, as a way to take people's freedom away by putting them in fear. Um, but this all relates to order followers because people are still making excuses for these people's behavior and thinking that there is any excuse for the behavior of order followers and people still don't get it. They still think that the way to, to deal with these people is to sugarcoat the truth and, you know, try to, you know, blow smoke up their ass and talk to them like they're a child 
you know? It's like, we're not going to get out of this mess that we've created for ourselves until we start being honest with people who are doing things that are completely immoral and telling them that it's not okay and telling them that they need to stop doing it regardless of what that means for them. I didn't put them in that situation. I don't care how much mind control they were put under, okay? I was put under a lot of mind control too, and I still didn't go and do that job and become an order follower and somebody who oppresses somebody else's rights. Yeah, I got involved with a dark cult until I found out that it was a dark cult and how they were uh, scheming to put people in permanent slavery and then said no to it. So if somebody who was as into a cult as I was in the past can say no, anybody can. And there's no excuse for these people continuing to do what they're doing. You know, what people will take exception to what I'm saying when I'm telling them to quit their job and attack me like I'm the bad guy for saying that. Because I'm saying, oh, if you have a family to support and feed, I don't really care how how else or how much har- how else you need to work to go and do that or how much hardship you or your family might come under as a result of you quitting your current job that's immortal immoral. Yeah, I don't care about that. You know, because if it comes down to you either harming, continuing to harm people or your family having some hardship because you're currently out of money from your immoral occupation, then maybe your family needs to suffer in the short term. That's how it works. That's how it is. Okay? You know, I didn't put somebody in that situation. They put themselves in that situation. They have to deal with the repercussions and the consequences, even if it means they have to suffer short term. People want to think, oh, everybody has the ultimate allegiance and the ultimate thing that they have a responsibility to is family. Bullshit. Okay, can I say it any plainer, folks? That's absolutely not the case. Your family is not your first responsibility. A human being's first responsibility is ultimately to the truth, and a human being's second responsibility is to freedom. Then your family comes next. Actually, yourself should ultimately come next, because if you can't care for yourself and put yourself in a good spiritual and psychological condition, you can't care about anybody else. So I would say yourself comes next, and then your family comes next, because and I mean the higher self. I'm not talking about just caring about selfishly yourself. Don't don't twist my words and, you know, try to twist the meaning of what I'm saying. I mean, you got to get yourself in a proper spiritual state. Otherwise, any kind of care that you might quote unquote care that you might give to somebody else is a low form of care. That's what the, that's what people are arguing for about these order followers that their low form of care over their immediate family somehow supersedes care with a capital C that somebody should have to the truth and about human freedom. Okay? So this nonsense bullshit about how the family unit has to come first over truth and freedom is utter nonsense. The laws of morality come first and the law of freedom comes second. That which is directly connected to the laws of morality. So when I tell people, yeah, you need to quit your job no matter what it means for you in the short term, quit your cult. I'm not interested in what's going to happen to you short term. It's not my business or my problem, quite frankly. And if you think that sounds callous and uncaring, you could think whatever you want. 
I'm not interested in what people think about how I feel about other people or how they feel about me. I'm, I'm explaining the right thing to do. Is the right thing to do always the comfortable thing to do or the easy thing to do? No, it isn't. But when it comes to harming somebody else's rights, that's when it's time to take immediate action and stop performing that behavior. And people will say, oh, well, what about repercussions if uh, there, there's going to be blowback amongst the actual institution that they're involved in? Hey, look at my situation. I was involved with the people who are actually running things. You think they don't have resources and the ability to do whatever they want harmful to another person? And I still said no to them and left. They consider what I understood about their operation insignificant and didn't want to come after me because I don't know, quote, where the bodies are buried about specific crimes that might be high-level crimes. That's when they really physically go after somebody. When somebody just understands their ideology and what they're doing ideologically in the world to put people into a trance, into thrall, you know, so that they can continue to feed the machine of slavery that these people have built, they don't really care about that because they know they have 99.9% .9 of people's minds. But you know what? If their order followers, if their robot order followers started quitting their jobs in mass droves, those people would be in trouble because they, they couldn't punch their way out of a wet paper bag. You know, they're not going to physically control people. They have to control the minds of dumb, idiot, Neanderthal men to get them to do their bidding for them violently. And they got to control the minds of dumb, idiot, Neanderthal women. You know, and you know what? I shouldn't be insulting our Neanderthal brothers because they were probably much more intelligent than modern human beings are. Okay, bad choice of words. All right, you know, these dumb idiot moron women who then support the behaviors of these dumb idiot moron men who go and give their uh, free will choice and their behaviors over to psychopathic lunatics because they're secondary psychopaths. But oh, hey, that brings in a paycheck and that creates our quote unquote perceived level of security. So let's support all the men. That's, the, that's most women's attitude. Let's support men for doing this. Let's not make excuses. They're providing for our comfort and the comfort of our children. I mean, please, you're immoral trash. You're, the people like that are immoral trash. So I'll be getting into some of these issues regarding order followers and the absolute bullshit excuses that people continue to make for them because they're soft, weak-minded idiots. And they don't want to hear the truth about that. They certainly don't want to hear it spoken plainly to their face like that. But like I said... If, it, if it's about an issue that is affecting people's rights and freedom, and that's what order followers are doing every day, it needs to be spoken plainly to their face just like that. And if nobody else will do it, I'll do it. So, how about this Obama gun control situation going on and people just sitting back accepting it? I mean, this is like... One of the most ridiculous things that I've heard, and he started early this year. I knew he was going to, you know, because this is his last year, full year in office, and he's going to hit it hard this year as puppet, you know, as the puppet on the master strings. He's going to be Mr. Yes Man to his overlords, and he's going to try to put 
jam forward the cultural Marxist agenda and jam forward the gun gun control agenda uh, supplemented by tons of false flags this year. I'm telling you, I said a couple weeks ago, 2015 was the year of false flags. We had more false flag events in 2015 than ever before in one year. And I'm telling you, 2016, my prediction is 2016 is going to supersede 2015 in the amount of false flags we're going to see this year. It's going to be out of control because this guy is determined. You know, he he's his elite masters love him because he's a good actor. He's a good enough actor. Okay. He comes across as intelligent and sure of himself to all the dunces of the world who hang on his every word, okay? He's a rabid communist. He's a rabid gun grabber. And that's not alarmist. That's very real world practical understanding of who this guy is. And... He, he lied to everybody about saying, oh, the executive branch has become too powerful, you know, under Bush previously, and we need to get rid of this precedent about signing statements and executive orders. And then he became the president who did more executive orders and signing statements than any other president in, in history. And now the new thing he, as our king, is going to implement is all executive orders regarding guns, you know? The new executive orders he put forward makes it more difficult for people to obtain guns. He's trying to eliminate private sales of all kind in the whole in the whole United States, saying that uh, anybody who wants to sell a gun to another person should have to get a, 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 a firearms dealer license in order to do that, to take away people's ability to exchange firearms, long arms, rifles, and shotguns, etc., between individuals which has been a tradition of this country since its beginning. When handguns came in, they regulate those so as that private people can't sell them. You have to be a firearms dealer to sell handguns. But long arms have always been sold and traded between people with no problem in this country. Now, all of a sudden, Obama wants to change this and make individuals have to obtain a license in order to sell property to another person totally doing an end run around Congress with all of this, even if you believe in the laws of man, okay, and said he wouldn't do end runs around Congress, that that had been done too much in the presidency and gotten too powerful and out of control as a result of that during all of his campaign promises, saying he wouldn't do those things, and here he is doing them. And people who support him still won't acknowledge that he was an absolute bald-faced liar, it's because as long as long as he supports the liberals' worldview, you know, then everything he do, he could do no wrong. Anything he does, it, oh, it's it's fine. As long as it supports our worldview and what we want done through the violence of the state. I mean, another thing he promised in these executive orders is he wants to radically increase the size of the BATFE, the Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives, as if this isn't a completely out of control federal bureaucracy as it stands. He wants to hire tens of thousands of people to, you know, take part in this absolutely criminal enterprise. As if any of those things need regulation. By government of all people. Yeah. 
you know, an, another thing he wants to do is he just wants to set the precedent that anybody who is anti-authoritarian shouldn't have weapons. That's one of the big things in these signing statements. Well, it's the most dangerous thing of all in them. He wants to make it so that if you're diagnosed as having some absolute nonsense made up uh, health condition called oppositional defiant disorder, odd, meaning if you don't believe in the legitimacy of the authority of human beings over other human beings, meaning that you don't believe in the authority of the legitimacy of authority and slavery, then you could be diagnosed with this fake condition made up by psychologists that are completely on board with the globalist agenda and you could have your firearms seized. See, this is the new precedent he wants to set. If you have ODD, oppositional defiant disorder, if you're anti-government in any way, yeah, people who are, you know, coming back from the absolute manipulation of uh, warfare, of, of the wars of aggression that the United States is waging throughout the world, military veterans, and who say, you know, stand up and talk out against government and their manipulations. He wants to take guns away from those people. Say, uh, we're saying, oh, they have PTSD. They shouldn't have weapons to be allowed to, to defend themselves. That's what, that's what part of these are all about. And let me tell you something. It isn't military veterans coming home doing these shootings. It isn't people with oppositional defiant disorder. It's people on psychotropic drugs. It's people on SSRIs and SNRIs. People on um, antipsychotic drugs. You know, who are basically put on these things because people want to numb out their emotions and people want to numb out non-conformity to, to society and want people all in a totally numbed out deadened state of awareness and then part of the, the, the suppressed personality breaks through and does crazy stuff and harmful things and chaotic things and half of it is they're directly mind controlled patsies to, put, to be put up to do these false flag events the other half of them are all in all these you know absolutely brain destroying chemical drugs pharmaceutical drugs uh, like the SSRI and SNRI class of drugs that I've talked about on what on earth is happening in past shows but no nobody wants to talk about those issues those mental health issues they just want to say if you're anti-authoritarian you should have your guns seized that's what this clown communist in in the white house this puppet is trying to put ram through through executive orders and make no mistake folks that's exactly what it's about exactly what it's about so hand in hand with this situation is this developing story in oregon at the Mahler wildlife refuge uh where this militia has taken over this uh plot of federal land which was the seat of a lot of tyranny done on the people to seize their land and to put them in prison and they chose that as, you know, an area that would be a good target to, to take, to do some pushback against the government. 
So a lot of people come down on different sides of this issue. Some thinking it's a false flag itself. Some thinking, you know, well, these people shouldn't have done this because the people who were going to be put in jail as a result of this fire situation, which I'll briefly explain, really didn't want their assistance or help. Uh, I tend to come down more on the side of the people who are doing this occupation. You know, a lot of the people who, I want to talk about how this is uh, similar and yet different from the so-called Occupy movement that all these leftists and liberals and, you know, so-called anarcho-communist contradiction in terms, but uh, people like that agreed with in the Occupy Wall Street movement, but then somehow this is completely different to them, you know. Um, There were... Uh, there's a practice that is done by ranchers when, you know, brush fires are in danger of being uh, ignited because of weather conditions and uh, growth of certain kinds of foliage. Uh, they basically take take down certain, uh, you know, uh, leaves and, and foliage and they burn it. And sometimes this is done close to f- federally held land. And sometimes since the borders are constantly encroaching on their land from federal territory that the feds are continuously seizing, they have almost all of the Western land in the United States. If you look at a map of federally held territories in the United States, they have almost the entire Western portion of the United States, which is completely unnecessary. There's no reason that people shouldn't be allowed on those lands to to use it, to do what they want with it. But yet we believe the federal government has a right to keep people off of those lands and say that they own it when in fact they're just, it's just an agenda 21, um, uh, mechanism to basically, um, push people into tighter and tighter, um, territories so that they're easier to control and so that they're on top of each other. So tensions boil between them and they don't actually utilize the space. They think there's overpopulation. They want eugenics, etc. That's what, that's what this whole agenda is all about of, um, you know, crowding people into cities and taking more and more land away from them. Um, I've talked about here many times, there's no such thing as overpopulation. The planet could probably support 50 times the population that we have now with the amount of space that is on this planet. We couldn't continue to do things the way that we are doing them now, as far as the unsustainable ways that we do things, if we had that kind of a population. But space-wise, there's absolutely zero doubt in my mind that we could have at least... 20, 30, 40, 50 times the population that we have now on this planet. And I know that sounds strange or even crazy to people who haven't looked into the issue. You know, I'm not saying we could continue to do that uh, using the types of technologies that we have now that aren't based on uh, clean energy and and sustainable energy. But um, as far as just the amount of space that we have for for people to live on, absolutely. And the amount of uh, food that can be grown in the in the uh, land that is on this planet, absolutely, at least that mu- at least that many people could live on this planet. Um, but th- this issue is ultimately about um, setting the precedent that the United that the federal government owns the land and everybody on it. That's what this is all ultimately about. That they're the gods, they're the kings, they own everything, and they're going to take more and more and more land, and they're going to push people into tighter and tighter spaces and they're going to come in and say if you did something that was an inch over this imaginary line then we're going to put you in jail for 20 years or or, or 15 years or whatever they want so the Bundys who were involved in another land grab situation and uh 
another uh, tyrannical situation dealing with the federal government a couple years back, were involved with this the, this other family, the Hammonds. And since the Hammonds uh, were convicted uh, in a court of law regarding their practice of setting fires, and then the federal government said that one of them got out of control and spread onto their land. Uh, that they, you know, they served a jail sentence, and now another judge wants to put them in double jeopardy, which is meaning that they're going to say that after you've been tried and sentenced and you've served your time, I can say that wasn't enough. Post-fact, after the fact. It's called double jeopardy. It's illegal in the United States. You're not allowed to go back and say, oh, we can basically tack on to your sentence. It's like, if that means you're really being tried twice for the same crime, and that's called double jeopardy. It's totally unconstitutional, and this is what this issue is ultimately about. It's about the land grabbing of the federal government, and it's about double jeopardy. That's one of the biggest issues in this that hardly anybody is talking about. So the Bundys are basically what we're saying that the Hammonds are basically cowards who won't stand up for their rights. So they're going to stand up to the federal government for them. Now, I understand people will say, oh, they're not within their rights to do that because if they have refused help, help shouldn't be rendered. I think it's more like they realize that these people are wet noodles, you know, who are just going to lay down. And what some people are saying is, well, I don't care whether other people lay down. We're not going to lay down. You could, th- you could think you have everybody because you have their mind and they're acquiescing to your bullshit, but you're not going to have us. And I could at least get behind that kind of mentality. I don't, I, in all honesty, you know, people make the other argument, oh, they're the selfish type who only care about their rights. And you know what? That's better not, than not caring about any rights. That's better than being such a wishy-washy person that you laid down to tyranny. I'll take the people who are left brain selfish but do care about their own rights over the people who don't give a damn about any rights. I'll take those people any day. Any day. That's why I said, compared to the idiot moronic people who want slavery and and Satanists even. Folks, I'll go on record. I told people this before. I would go back to the kind of people who were involved in Satanism in a heartbeat rather than the idiot that walks the street that I walk around today. In a heartbeat. And I'm very open about it. And I don't care what people think about that. You want to know why? Those people at least care about themselves. They care about whether they're free. They don't want to be slaves. They want to be the master of slaves. I think that's wrong too. Don't get me wrong. I'm not saying I advocate that. I'm saying, you know, what's better? To want to be a master or to want to be a slave? Neither one of them is how you should be acting. But guess what? Wanting to be a slave is infinitely worse than wanting to be a master over other people. As bad as wanting to control somebody else is, wanting to accept and lay down the control because you so don't care about yourself or anybody else is even infinitely worse than wanting control over other people. And so what the Bundys are basically saying is they're drawing a line in the sand. They're saying they're going to oppose criminal acts and tyrannical acts regardless of whether the person who are directly affected by them care or not. 
So whether you support the actual action and think it's the time or place, okay, I'm not going to even get into debating all of those things because maybe, you know, there are bigger things that they could have chosen and better places that they could have chosen to do this, but whatever, you know, it is what it is. It's, it's going on right now. And, you know, they're shutting down this facility because that was the seat of the tyranny that was taking place in that region. So that was their choice for it. They're using the lost word of no, saying, no, this far, no further, we're drawing a line in the sand. I can have respect for that. And how this occupation differs from the Occupy Wall Street occupations is it's being done with teeth. These people aren't just going there with signs and placards and, you know, megaphones and demands that they're making from, you know, the steps of a city hall or something like that. They're there with weapons. And that's why they're being treated completely differently than the, the government treated the Occupy protesters. Let me tell you something, folks. The safest places I have ever been are where firearms were prominent and openly displayed. The places where people wouldn't have even dreamed about doing violence to another person or trying to start violence with that group of people. You, you wouldn't even imagine the politeness that was displayed. I've been to open carry rallies where firearms are just, where rifles, semi-automatic rifles are just openly displayed, openly carried. And let me tell you something, safest place I've ever been or felt in life on this planet. No safer place that I've ever been or attended. Because there's not one person that would have thought to come in there and start trying to take other people, these people's rights when they're in that kind of a situation. And it was totally peaceful, totally peaceful and polite. Some of the most polite, peaceful conversations I've had have happened with people that I, when I've attended open carry rallies and the people that partook in those rallies. I'll tell you what, no police pushback, police pepper spray, you know, police, um, absolute, um, trouncing of people's rights to speak and assemble. Not when they're well armed to the teeth. You won't see those cowards do anything like that there. And guess what? You know what? They might roll in with physical force, but I guarantee you one thing that does happen. They're going to meet resistance. They won't be able to do it with people like this without consequence. There will be physical repercussions and physical consequence upon the aggressors. Know it like you know your name. So, therefore, whether they have my complete approval or not, and I think it's the greatest of ideas, what they have begun, they have my respect. That's where I come down on this issue. And I wonder why more people who just stand against government, period, won't basically say that they at least respect these people, whether they want to say that they condone their actions or not. Were the anarchists saying any pushback against government is a good thing? Anybody willing to stand up against tyrants is a good thing. Folks, I don't, I don't mince any words. And I, I just tell people, if at this point, if open, fully out in the open criminal types, like 
flagrant criminals said, I stand against government. Will you help me? Okay. Take a stand against them. I would take those types of people any day of the week, because you know why? Let's say drug dealing cartels. Let's say weapons dealing cartels. Okay. Let's say just absolute criminal gangster thieving thugs. Okay. But aren't government theming thieving thugs. Okay. From the general population. What's worse? The overt criminal who's basically telling you, I'm just going to do what I want because I'm a criminal and I don't care about you or your rights. Or a person who's going to lie to your face, make other people believe them, make other people trust them in their naivete and say, I care about you, but I'm going to rape your rights and be a tyrant claiming the whole time that I care about you and I'm doing it for your own good. What's infinitely more dangerous, the overt criminal or the covert criminal? The criminal who's out in the open about their criminal behavior or the occult criminal who wants to hide their criminal behavior while pretending to be a wonderful person that cares about you and is doing these things for your own good and the good of the the greater good of, of the group. I'll take the overt criminal any day of the week. So at this point, folks, I don't care who's standing up to, to government. I don't care how immoral they are. If they recognize the problem is government, we could work out our other moral issues on the other side of doing away with the occult criminals. That's infinitely more important to me. I don't care who disagrees with that position. Like I said, folks, the time for me sugarcoating things, even in the sense of how I've been doing the what on earth is happening, great work that I do okay, of trying to influence and change people's minds, how I've been doing it is over. It's over in case you haven't noticed since I've come back. And it's going to get more extreme. Okay? Because we're living in extreme times and extreme measures are going to have to be taken. So I'm not interested in being some lovey-dovey person who has to explain things, sugarcoat and feed it to baby because they can't handle it. Never really did that, but did it enough to an extent that I could help people who were on the fence and who wanted information to get it. Now I'm not even bothering with any kind of a buffer. I'm going to be who I really am. And I'm going to lay it out how I would lay it out to a friend that I talked to in front of me. Because time is short. And if you don't realize that, you're not paying attention. And this is part of this whole thing of getting prepared, which future shows are going to be on. I, I might, might try to bring back uh, Fernando Salguero, who I uh, did a show on water purification way back because I consider him a preparedness expert. I'll see if I can get him to come back in a future show. I intend on bringing my own personal martial arts instructor on the show to talk about self-defense, bodily self-defense without weapons. Um, if that individual agrees to come on the show. Um, you know, I want to talk about preparedness that I do and what I think other people should be doing. And again, I said, not all my eggs are in that basket. I'm still trying to change people's minds. Otherwise, I wouldn't be doing seminars. You know, otherwise, I wouldn't be speaking at conferences. But you know what? 
some more of my eggs are going into that basket. If you take my meaning. And you know what? If anybody else out there listening thinks this is a joke, this is a whole big part of this. People who think this is a joke. People still laughing and making jokes. That all the, 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 the memes out there making jokes about this whole thing. About, you know... Uh, you know, these people uh, are, are short on snacks or whatever because they, they need food there to, to, to keep an occupation going. You know, they, they're not laughing when the occupiers wanted food camps set up for them, you know, because they were sitting out there with no food. And in many cases, no sanitation. You know, uh, but that's okay. But these people who are saying you were going to need donations and food supplies, somehow that's different. Let me tell you what the only difference is, folks. The occupiers did it with no teeth, no fangs, no venom. And they wonder why they got completely shut down so quick. These people are doing it at least the right way. And now another militia from Idaho has arrived and they're setting up a defense perimeter, which I actually think is a good idea. It's going to be a lot harder for the feds to wage another Waco in this situation. You know what? I mean, we got to start thinking about tactics like this, you know? I'm not telling anybody going out and do something like that, but it's already done, and then people got to start thinking about how defense is going to be created for this. You know? So, I think that's what should be done really at all protests, quite frankly. You want to know my actual take on, on protesting? I think all protesting should be done with a militia. A militia should surround the protest. And say, we are here to ensure that these people's rights of assembly and speech will not be aggressed upon. And if you try it, then we will defend them. You know, and you understand what that means. Now, if that was done when government agents want to come in and shut down protests, you'd see a lot less protests shut down, folks. A lot less. You, why Why were Ferguson protests shut down? Because there was nobody there armed and willing to defend their rights when their rights came under attack. That's why they were shut down. It has nothing to do with race. has nothing to do with what color your skin is, folks. It has to do with the presence of the ability to defend yourself through firearms. Get your head out from up your ass and understand that, boys and girls. People think it's all a joke. They're still laughing about this stuff. You know, I can't impress upon you how deadly serious this is. The whole situation that's going on in America, with all the false flags, with the gun grabbing, with the, the, the total encroachment of communist ideology, cultural Marxism, people wanting to grab people's guns, and yeah, there, that is a legitimate concern. Yes, they do want them. It's not alarmist. They're making incremental inroads to, that will eventually lead to confiscation if Americans are not vigilant. And people are watching it all happen like it's a movie because they're conditioned to see life as images that are taking place on a screen. And they think this is a laughing joke. And they're going to find out how deadly serious it is. They're going to find out when a bullet whizzes past their head. And that's when they're going to start waking up. You know? 
And, and that could come from a patriot group or it could come from a tyrannical fed agent. Eventually, people who are laughing and thinking this is all big joke and it's going to go on forever like this are going to get caught up in a crossfire somewhere and then they're going to stop laughing real quick. People have to understand what kind of preparedness is going to have to happen. Not only, you know, physically, but psychologically. Understand... You know, if war is coming to this country, folks, it ain't like you see it in Hollywood films. It doesn't look like that a bit. Not even a little bit. They better be real they better realize real fast in what kind of physical condition they're going to have to be cuz like I said in past weeks, there's a lot of keyboard commandos out there that think they're going to hop up off the keyboard and they're going to be in shape to wage battle physically. You're going to get taken out in seconds is what's going to happen. They're unprepared people. And most of them are just these egghead types that think this is all just about, you know, putting ideas forward. It's largely about that. Hey, that's what all of my work has been about. But you know what? While I've been doing that, I've been getting ready physically in the event that the great work is a failure because once the great work is recognized as a failure if you have to have a a physical revolution then so be it it has to be done that way is that long-term failure of the ultimate goal to get it done in consciousness yes it is but in the short term sometimes those drastic measures need to be taken so you can live to fight another day ideologically because if you're not alive physically, you ain't going to be able to wage an, ide- an ideological war. But most people are unprepared cowards who wouldn't rebel for anything physically. There's nothing they would actually physically fight for. Especially these egghead types. Look, folks, I'm, I've been described as somewhat left-brained. Okay? I think in a logical, progressive manner. There's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with a scientifically oriented mind. That that needs to be part, a large part of who we are. But then you need the creative, you need the the imagine imaginative side of the personality. You need the nurturing side of the personality. You need the side of the personality that's capable of getting angry, that's capable of displaying intense emotions. You know, intense emotions drive forward right behavior if they're aligned for the right reason, which is for justice. Seeing injustice should create anger in people. These egghead types, I I wonder whether they're even human sometimes because they can't get angry. I talked about this on the show I did with Alex uh, uh, on Authentic News Media. There are people who I have seen in my personal life who are incapable of anger. I've never seen them display the emotion of anger. I mean, his name was brought up the other day, somebody like Deepak Chopra, you know? This is a guy I learned a lot from about, you know, the spiritual side of things in the past. And he's made the statement, he never gets angry. Really, you never get angry. Well, you're not a human being then. There's something seriously absolutely wrong with you. I'm not telling people they should get angry and be angry all the time. But if you are incapable of getting getting angry, there is a human aspect 
to the psyche that is missing from you. You are an incomplete being that is actually broken. And that means you're too far in the right brain imbalance and you don't understand what the sacred feminine dynamic is. It has nothing to do with femininity or being female. I have the sacred feminine dynamic because what that dynamic is about is caring enough for truth and freedom that you can get angry and use the sacred masculine principle to defend your life, your rights, and your freedom. So people out there who want to say, I'm too left brain, or I'm saying that the masculine dynamic is more important than the feminine, you haven't been listening to a goddamn word I've been saying. And you want to twist it. You want to get it all twisted up. Largely because you're too right-brained. And there's nothing you'd stand up for. People who are too left-brained also won't stand up for anything because they're little cowards who have only ever used their mind and think that there's no role for the usage of the physical body. You have the spiritual types who think the body isn't important. You have the egghead types who think the body isn't important. That's why half of these people look the way that they do. They look like they blow over in a strong wind. You know? There's no strength to them. There's no substance to them. You, they just look like the kind of person that would just let themselves be walked all over and would never say no. And you know what? People like that are infinitely more dangerous than even people who want control over others. And you heard it. I said it openly here and I don't care what people think of it. They're more dangerous because they're the kind of people who will overly intellectualize or overly spiritualize every, everything and there's no balance. They're not in really in the world. They're in their head. I, like I said in my, in my Streetwise Spirituality Seminar, you got to be in the world but not be of it. It's feet on the ground spirituality. It's spirit in the flesh. And this is what these people want to ignore. Because ultimately they're cowards. This is all it comes down to, folks. It all ultimately comes down to nobody would take a physical stand to protect their life, rights, and freedom, and property. Because they're chicken shit cowards. And people better start realizing you're going to have to power your way through whatever fear you're feeling. I'm not telling people don't feel fear. There's plenty of things that legitimate fear should be felt about. You know, people think these people are invincible. That's another thing I want to touch on. How so not invincible they are. And I'm talking about in a physical manner, they're not invincible, let alone invincible uh, mentally slash psychologically. But the, the fear that people are feeling has to be worked through. It has to be gone through. The way out of it is through it. Not running away from it. As I've said, courage is not the absence of fear. It is right action in spite of any fears that may be present. You're going to say, yeah, I feel that fear. And in spite of it being there, I'm still going to do the right thing. And that's what these cowards who won't quit their jobs are all about oh I'm in fear because I don't know how I'll make this much money I'm in fear because I don't know what will happen to my family I'm in fear because I don't know what my peers will think of me for just upping and quitting well you know what you're a coward little boy 
If you feel all those fears and you let them own you instead of you owning them. And this is exactly what all the rampant right brain spiritual types are all about. Letting fears own them. Not wanting to say anything about the negative. Not wanting to speak out. Not wanting to say anything against tyranny. You know, it's all, it's all just working upon the self and being as super spiritual as I can. And then all the egghead types who are just all over analytical and over intellectual, they'll talk about ideology and philosophy ad infinitum, but when it comes time to taking real world action, oh, I want no part of it. And ultimately, both of those kind of people are trash because they won't stand up physically for what's right. They'll talk about it endlessly, but they'll never do anything. They're the same kind of people that want guns taken from people, as a matter of fact. You know? These eggheadist leftists. These egghead leftists. I mean, you couldn't have any more of a joke of a human being. They're not real people. They're, they're wishy-washy, um, milk-toast little children who never emotionally grew up. They don't have real emotions. They're constantly living in their head. And then they'll hear somebody like me and say, oh, I have outbursts. Oh, well, a, a world that is run by coercion, violence, tyranny, enslavement we should have any outbursts about that it's not it's not the time to get angry <laughs> yeah yeah we should we should just think it's a joke we should make some witty jokes about it like our egghead leftist friends would do you're a bunch of clowns is what you are and you're going to find out how clowned you are you're going to find out just how clowned up and clowned out you are and like I said, you'll wake up to it when bullets start flying past your head or hitting them. Then you'll wake up to it. Quick. Quick. It'll be a Satori awakening, both for the, the leftist eggheads and for the right brain spiritualists. It'll be, you'll have an instant Satori awakening. Trust me. Nothing will do it quite that well as being thrust into a situation where a physical confrontation is happening around you that you thought was a big joke was never coming. Civil war is coming in this country, folks. It may not be this week or next month or even next year, but it's coming. At the rate hu human consciousness is plummeting, trust me, it's coming. Because I walk outside, I don't see things improving. I don't know where all these people in the so-called spiritual movement think that the world is waking up or in the freedom movement think the world is waking up. I go outside and I see nothing but dumb, ignorant, soft hipsters who think they're cool and who think they know something and they know absolute shit is what they know. They don't, they, they barely know their name. They know what the television tells them because they're all TV watchers. They think everything's a joke. They think nothing's serious. They want government to be mommy and daddy and protect them and care for them from cradle to grave because they're soft, ignorant, weak-minded people who don't want per any personal responsibility. 
And that's what human vermin is. Okay? And that's all I see around me. I walk out. The, I walk outside, folks. I don't see hardly one person who cares about a real issue or will even discuss a real issue. And you know what they are? They're people who think nothing physically bad or dangerous can ever happen to them. They actually believe that. They actually believe because restraint has been being used by people in society to the extent that it has, that it, things will never break down and people will never say no with teeth. And you, you bring up the idea of physical rebellion against tyrannical government to them and they think it's not possible. They, I mean, what do they think? It has never happened? First of all, it's already happened in this land. And the seat of that rebellion was right here in the city where I live. And I don't think that's an accident. I think I came back here willfully because of what happened in this city and the kind of men who were here present in this city. And I'll tell you what, I feel their spirits when I walk on the streets where they walked. And it's tangible and palpable. They're still here with us. Make no mistake about it. We are not going to go quietly into the night. All these people, they think nothing physical you know, or dangerous can ever happen to me. They think they're so protected and they think the state is their friend and they think it's going to protect me forever because they want no personal responsibility for their own self-defense. That's what a chicken shit coward, how a chicken shit coward thinks. I want somebody else to defend me, should it ever become necessary. I'll just call the police. And then they'll say, when something bad happens to you, you and the police aren't around, that's when you'll change your attitude. No little boy, no little girl, I don't want any help from anybody. Like I said, I'll arm myself and I'll take my chances, and if it means my death, then so be it. No, I'm not going to be calling for help. I'll call for help from other private individuals who, who understand real freedom and real responsibility. That's who I'll call for some help for. Not from somebody who worships the state. Not from somebody who thinks they're doing the right thing while simultaneously they're raping people's freedom. Who are under the illusion that they're the good guys. I don't want help from people like that. Don't need it. Again, I'm not above accepting help from people, but I'll accept it from the right people who do have their heads on straight and whose heads are not up their ass and who do know what's going on and who do really know the difference between right and wrong. Those people can help me and I'll help them. I'll have their back just as they'll have mine because we're brothers and sisters in freedom and in right. But people who don't understand that, I, I we don't want your help or need it. Okay? So don't tell me who I'll beg for help from. You don't know me. At the time that we're living in, folks, people really have to start understanding the R complex of the brain and its role. Okay? I know people will sell the, somehow this is going to go against what I've already talked about, about the higher brain, the importance of the higher brain's functions. No, it doesn't go against it at all. 
I never told you that one part of the brain needed to somehow be trashed or not used. Go back and listen to that material again. I'm explaining how all of it's important. The emotional part, the part that is gov governs self-defense, and the part that governs higher order thinking. It's all important. That's what makes a human being a complete human being. I'm going to probably do a podcast or a presentation in the future called Having the Psychopath. Now, I hear the title of that. That's going to be the title of it, whether regardless of what form it comes in. But it is going to be called Having the Psychopath. Not, not being a psychopath, but having the psychopath. Meaning that there is a component of the human personality that has psychopathic qualities in it that is there for a reason. You, people should watch the movie Equilibrium, one of the greatest movies ever made. Watch it several times, okay, to understand the allegorical content of this movie. And part of this movie is about having the psychopath. The psychopath needs to be part, an integrated part of the human person, of the complete human personality, like a tool, never governing the personality, ever. But like a tool, it needs to be picked up out of the toolbox and used when it is necessary to use it. And then when the job is complete, then the tool gets put back into the toolbox neatly and gets put away. You know how few people can do that in, in society? Hardly any. Because that takes self-mastery to be able to do that. People will have already had to have worked with their shadow material and understand that component is there. And sometimes maybe even nurture that component a little bit if they've been become super right-brained and balanced. Wasn't as difficult for me because I came from a place of super, super left-brained and balanced, developed the sacred feminine of care for truth and care for freedom and care for all beings' rights and then push that back toward the development of the sacred masculine principle of self-defense and quote-unquote having the psychopath. Then you could say, hey, here were those psychopathic personalities that were actually ruling me before. Now, I've still maintained the actual possession of those, but I rule them now and they're in the toolbox for when I need them. That's the role of the arc complex of the brain. That's the role of the psychopathic aspect of the human personality. Everybody should have that vicious animal there. That's why we have a reptilian component to the human consciousness. The snake. Why do you think the symbols of the American Revolution were rattlesnakes? You think that's an accident? I mean, the people who made those symbols, who put them on the original flags of this country, did it for a reason. The people who fought against their oppressors, the tyrants that came over here and tried to put us under the rule of an absolute psychopathic boy king, they needed to be fought with absolute viciousness. They needed to be fought like a rattlesnake attacking its, its attacker. The psychopathic aspect of the personality through the arc complex needs to come out at certain times. It's not there accidentally. It's there for a reason. It's part of the survival complex of the brain. 
And you know what? The times are coming when that, that's going to have to be taken out of the toolbox and put into usage. And unfortunately, there's so many people out there that don't even have that in their toolbox. And that's sad. It's not a bit it's not a good thing. It's a bad thing that they don't have it. Once again, never ever am I advocating nor ever have advocated that that part of the personality rule the being. You can't allow that to set up shop and say, I own this place. That's what all of these controllers have done. That, that have the, the masculine aspect of the personality completely run away from them. And then they, they, therefore they want to control other people. I'm not interested in controlling anybody. The game of control needs to be put away and, and laid down forever. And, and people need to understand you shouldn't be trying to control anybody else or wanting to be controlled and accepting control from anybody. Folks, if you aren't making preparations physically to defend yourself and your loved ones and your rights, most of all your rights and freedom, you're mentally ill. I said this on the Authentic News Media interview, which is in my news section right now. And I want to re reiterate this emphatically it is a clear-cut sign of true mental illness if right now you are even remotely semi-aware of the situations that are taking place on this planet and you are not making any kind of preparatory taking any preparatory actions regarding your own defense you are mentally ill and I'm, I'm gonna, I want to say this even more emphatically, okay? I don't care how poor you are. Does not matter how much you think you're in a hurting financial situation. If you need to literally starve yourself and live off your body fat, if you need to eat substandard food for a short amount of time, I'm not telling you to do it to a point where you're going to die, okay? That would be counterproductive because then you're not going to be able to defend anything. But if if you need to cut make cutbacks in food, in the amount of food that you eat, in the quality of food that you eat, I'm trying to explain to you that it is going to be so important for you to have the physical means of resistance and defense that if you need to sell furniture in your house, do it. If you need to move to a place that's less expensive, do it. If you need to move out of a place that prohibits the procurement of certain kind of arms, do it. Because you know what? When the time comes and you're unprepared, you're going to be caught with your panties down around your ankles. And you know what you're going to say? Oh shit, why didn't I get ready when I had the chance? That's what you're going to be saying. Unless you're the kind that just wants to go quietly into the night, you know? And you know what, folks? I had that attitude before. This is a totally screwed up planet. The people are all screwed up. They don't really care, you know? And uh, if, if it all comes down and it, 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 you know, it goes to pot, so to speak, and shit and fan collide, then whatever happens, happens. And if I get killed in it, I get killed. I no longer think that way, folks. 
That is no longer, I thought that way once years ago. I no longer think that way. And you know why? I'm too important and I recognize that I'm too important. If I have something significant to contribute and teach the human society, I want to survive to be able to teach it to whoever's going to be left. So I intend to come out the other side of Armageddon. And notice I don't use the word apocalypse. The apocalypse already happened and is over and done with, folks. You know, surprise! Apocalypse means the, the great revealing. That which has been hidden is now revealed. Well, already done. Done that. Next. Next is, was the truth that was previously hidden accepted and acted upon? And if it was, then you know what happens? Ascension. Transformation. Transmutation and ascension. And if the answer is no, it was rejected and the people don't give a damn about truth, well then you know what follows apocalypse? Armageddon. And that's the place that we're rapidly approaching. And I know people who understand what I'm saying will agree with that statement and they won't take it as alarmist thinking, thinking it's all a joke, it's all a movie that's playing. You know what the hour of the time is. Okay? So I'm not, I'm, 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 once again, I'm going to come out and say how I really feel. No more sugarcoating this, no more telling people it's all going to be okay because I don't think that it is kind of never did really think it was going to be okay because I thought I had a pretty good pulse on where the human mindset was probably by the time I started speaking. You know? Previous to that, I thought it was going to be a matter of explaining this to people and they were going to accept it. How naive I was. How wrong I was. couple more things before I end the podcast for today. And they're all connected. This cop shooting in Philadelphia that just happened by this guy dressed like, you know, an Islamic imam and, you know, uh, with his white robe, you know, saying he did the shooting of this cop in the name of Islam. First of all, for people who haven't seen it, you could just go in to YouTube and say, Philadelphia cop shot in the name of Islam. It'll come up. Um... The, the video itself is very suspect to me. I'm not immediately claiming that this is a false flag event. I don't know that for certain, but it's it smells fishy. Let's put it that way. Um, I own handguns that are in the 9mm and 45 calibers. And I'm telling you, if someone was shot multiple times with a 9mm handgun, the amount of blood that would be produced would be ridiculous. All right? And there's absolutely not a drop of blood. His adrenaline pumping, heart pumping, you know, he gets out of his car to give chase to this guy after he's been shot three times and not a drop of blood. You know, I I mean, that does not, and people will say, oh, wounds happen in different ways. And, you know, look, folks, somebody shoots you three times in the arm with a nine millimeter pistol at point blank range practically, you think you're going to get out of a car immediately, start giving chase, and there's not going to be a drop of blood spilled on the ground. I mean, to me, that's suspect. You know, people will, of course, you know, come down on both sides of it and there'll be debunking of all kinds, but I'm just saying it just looked contrived and set up to me. You know, like the cameras were just right there in a perfect angle and high def video captured. And, you know, it just seemed like it was like, okay, action. 
You know, to me, that's what it looked like. People will, you know, say different things about it and they're entitled to their opinion. But ultimately, what I think this is just going to do is make cops more radicalized, get them up in arms about, you know, oh, we have to watch out for these radical Islamicists that are all here all around us. And, uh, you know, uh, they're going to be much more willing to immediately go to violence against the regular citizen. And that's what the whole ISIS, quote unquote, ISIS thing is about. ISIS, ISIL, Al-Qaeda, whatever, you know, you want to call the whole result of Operation Cyclone, which I want to get into in a minute. You know, um, people still think that this radicalized form of Islam is the big problem. You know, and they don't understand how this is just all being used as a one huge false flag to take Americans' rights, put them in fear, give them the boogeyman, and then we'll propose the solution. But oh, incidentally, the solutions all involve uh, violence being done to the ordinary citizen and taking away all their rights. So we'll sanitize society and make you perfectly safe, but oh, in the meantime, you'll have no rights and you'll be our slaves. You know, and people are still buying into this absolute nonsense about ISIS being the biggest threat to human society. You know, and you talk to idiots like this, and they know nothing about how radical Islam was even formed. They think this is what Islam is. They don't even understand this is a subsect, a small subsect of a radicalized variant of Islam that the United States created. This wasn't created over in the Middle East. Oh, well, I shouldn't say that. It wasn't, it was created in the Middle East, but the, the, the brainchild of it and the people all fostering this plan, well, then you need to go to the CIA. You need to go to the Pakistani ISI. You need to go to British military intelligence. You need to go to the think tank institutions like Tavistock Institute. You know, then you'll understand how, you know, this radicalized form of Islam was fomented and actually handed to people who we wanted to do our dirty work for us. You know, and if people don't know what I'm talking about, you need to research Operation Cyclone. You know, it was the the biggest uh, intelligence operation ever conducted in the entire world, ever, by the CIA and the, the US CIA and the Pakistani ISI procuring arms from Israel arms merchants and then selling them to the Mujahideen, which were the so-called freedom fighters, the Islamic freedom fighters in Afghanistan that were fighting to hold territory in Afghanistan when the Soviet Union was making incursions and trying to annex parts of Afghanistan in the 1970s so that they could (coughs) take resources from that area of the world and also essentially extend the Soviet regime to uh, the, the Persian Gulf Coast. Realizing that that would have really been disastrous because communism would have really spread further into that region of the world. Um, <coughs> the uh, A covert faction of the U.S. Senate led by Senator, Senator um, Charles Wilson, I believe he was from Texas, um, you know, uh, went into taxpayer funds, covertly channeled it through black budget ops through the CIA and uh, other intelligence agencies and bought tons and tons of weapons, Soviet weapons, made it look like it was coming from, you know, they were taking them from the Soviet Union, made almost all of the arms came from Israel arms merchants, Israeli arms merchants, 
you know, covertly funneled those into Afghanistan uh, and, uh, you know, handed them to Islamists who they felt weren't radicalized enough. We need to give them a religious aspect to, to fight against our enemy. Oh, they're going to be doing the fighting of our enemy, the Soviet Union, for us. But, you know, we need to give them a deeper reason to fight. So let's make it all about their God, you know, and give them a radicalized form of Islam. And you tell this to people that this is all declassified. This was declassified decades ago. Just look it up. Operation Cyclone. Don't take my word for it. Go research it. You, not only is it declassified, they made a Hollywood movie about the senator who, who did all this stuff, who helped it with the Senate Appropriations Committee. You know? Uh, it's called Charlie Wilson's War. Book was It's actually a movie based on the book. The book explains it in great detail. The movie's based on the book. Of course, it's Hollywood dramatized and everything, but uh, still a great movie starring Tom Hanks. I mean, one of the biggest Hollywood superstars is in the movie. People still don't understand that this went on. We created the radicalized version of Islam through the Mujahideen. The Mujahideen, the CIA-trained Mujahideen went into a huge database from of our intelligence agencies, and that's where the name Al-Qaeda came from, which means the base. It literally meant the database of CIA-trained assets, of Mujahideen fighters who were trained and radicalized to fight the Soviet Union in the mountainous regions of Afghanistan, which is why the Soviets... Couldn't really wage a protracted war, hot war there in that region, in that kind of terrain and climate. And eventually it bled them of a lot of money. And it's been attributed to one of the reasons that the Soviet quote-unquote empire or regime began to crumble. Because it bled them militaristically and bled them financially. And Wilson was hailed as a big hero. But then there's unintended consequences. Is there a real aspect of radicalized Islam? Yeah, it's not fake. It, it exists in the world, certainly. But who made it? How? What was its origins? How did it get that way? Nobody wants to look at causal factors. Well, you need to do your research and homework. And, you know, I, I, this is all connected with the creation of the big bad boogeyman. I'm not saying somebody like Wilson, who was a pawn and puppet in all of this, it was part of the master plan. Other people saw this, they're like, wow, here's a new boogeyman that can be created and get off the leash. So then we have to call for the destruction of people's rights and freedoms. And we have to create a bigger military police state, you know? And that means more military industrial complex spending and buying and bankers getting rich and more debt being taken from, from countries, more imperialism being waged and resources being seized for the super elites that are controlling these whole projects. People have to wise up about how it all works and fits together. And you need to realize it's all an illegitimate mafia operation. But yet there's still people who buy into it and, oh, we got to go get all the ISIS characters. You know, they're the big threat. Let me tell you something, folks. Like I said before, nobody from the ISIS organization has ever posed a physical threat to my physical well-being. American police, though, pose a gigantic physical threat to not only my well-being, but yours. American military, 
The dunce order followers that are still in the military pose a gigantic threat to your freedom because when they're ordered to fire on American citizens, they'll do it in a heartbeat without thinking about it. Moron little boy order followers in the National Guard. You want to talk about who will fire on American citizens as soon as they're given that command? You think they won't? You're a naive punk child. And you need to start realizing how insidious the acquiescence to authority is in the order following cult. You'll hear a little bit more about that when I go on the Power Hour with Joyce Riley this Friday. Folks, I kind of wanted to make this one, you know, short and sweet if you will, you know, maybe a little shorter, maybe not so sweet, but that's really all I have to say. And I think people really have to start taking this much more seriously and realize that the hour is late. I mean, I I will continue to teach people until I can't anymore. And at one point when things go south, then I'll no longer be a teacher. I'll become a warrior at that point. But until then, I'll try to continue to explain what people need to look into in research. Now, part of that is going to be this seminar coming up on the dark occult in Philly on February 6th. Part of that is going to be continuing to talk about the order followers. Part of that is going to be exposing the occult, dark occult connections to Nazism and how alive and well Nazism still is in the United States and abroad. And a huge part of it is going to be the brainwashing, the immense, unimaginable brainwashing that females of our species are unfortunately still under. And that is the neo-feminism agenda, which stems directly out of Satanism and communism. And that will be my topic of... uh, And by the way, I don't know if I officially mentioned it. I think I have officially mentioned it, but the full official title of my presentation at Free Your Mind 4 is The Unholy Feminine. Again, this is part of like almost like a series that I've been conducting at the Free Your Mind conferences. I did a series of Free Your... uh, I did a presentation at Free Your Mind 1, which was about the dark occult and how they mock the masculine members of society, the male members of society who are doing their dirty work for them. Occult mockery of the police and military. In Free Your Mind 2... It was about the destruction of the sacred masculine, the new age bullshit religion that turns people super right brain and won't allow them to say no and stand up for their rights. And that's destroying the sacred masculine dynamic of standing up physically for yourself when someone else is in the wrong and is coer- is exercising coercion and violence to take your rights. Then last year at Free Your Mind 3, I presented the destruction of the sacred feminine how the order followers of the world are destroying true care about what's right and about other people's rights and freedoms because they just want to be given orders and then act upon them, regardless of whether their behavior is morally right or not. This year, I'm going to talk about the destruction of the true feminine more, but by explaining how Specifically, females in the society are being turned into an unholy variant of the feminine energy. And therefore, they're supporting the slavery system and the, un- the unholy monetary system, the religions of the world that work hand-in-hand hand to put people into deeper bondage. And guess what? A lot of people won't like it. Once again, so be it. Not here to be your friend, here to tell the cold, uncomfortable, unfortunate truth. 
The truth is ugly, but if we look at it and care about it enough to do something to set things right, the world will, will change for the better. So move forward in your own research. Move forward in what you can do. Hear the truth, speak the truth, and put it out there for others to understand. Accept it and then put it out there for others. Doesn't matter what people think of you. You will have planted a seed. Life is not about just making friends. If you can make friends along the way, it's a wonderful thing, not knocking it. But ultimately, it's a, it, the first and foremost responsibility is to understand what's really going on and help other people to understand that as well. That's what the great work is all about, folks. So I hope you've enjoyed this edition of What on Earth is Happening. I know it was a kind of you know harsh and intense one, but um, you know we really need a fire lit under our rear ends, folks. And I hope I could maybe influence that a little bit with my vitriol and how I'm trying to impress upon people the moral imperative and the seriousness of the times in which we are living. You've been listening to What on Earth is Happening. I'm your host, Mark Passio. Once again, my website, whatonearthishappening.com. Ladies and gentlemen, thanks so much for listening. I'll see you here next week.